You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm Mike Luke, joined by Jason Shear. All right, we got a lot to get to. We're going to talk conference re- realignment, Arizona basketball, Arizona football, South Point. But Shear, you are back from Seattle. You had a confrontation with Geese. How did it go? Uh, it was good. One person got a little too close. Not in my traveling party. In the big, the was it the dad or the mom? But you let him have it. I'm, you know, I'm telling you, man. But we we survived. Peace is never an option when you're dealing with geese. You just get out of their way. If you just get, get out, out of their way, way, let them cook. Yeah. All right. Well, good to have you back. First and foremost, all right. So everybody's talking now about San Diego State and about how they're uh, issuing a uh, a June 30th uh, uh, date for the uh, Mountain West. This means absolutely nothing for Arizona. It means nothing. Now again. Um, maybe you're broadcasting that you want to get out of the conference or whatever the case may be. This means nothing for Arizona though. No, it means nothing to me. There's only two aspects of this, uh, that Pete Thamel wrote that is of intrigue. Number one, San Diego state asking for basically a discount to leave the conference, which is not happening. And two, uh, Pete Thamel just said that the big 12 has not prioritized San Diego state that I found Um, in. But. Yes, I find that interesting as well. But, you know, again, San Diego State, I think, is one of these schools where there's something missing there because you have good basketball, you have good football, it's in a big city, and yet there's never really interest. And there wasn't interest from the Pac-12 until the Pac-12 was against a wall. Yeah, I mean, I, I think people have to understand, like, and, and I'm from Southern California and all that, San Diego State is not even close to being a national brand. Right. You know, you go to like you you put on the TV at U of A away games and there's U of A chance. You know, I, uh, you know, I go to Seattle and run into a member of Wildcat Authority. You like, did. You did. Yes. There are people otherwise. Right. San Diego State outside of San Diego. No one cares about San Diego State. It's not a thing. I feel like we're talking about Oregon State fans until I found out that there are Oregon State fans. I did not know that there were Oregon State fans, and sure, they are everywhere, and they are very rambunctious on Twitter. You weren't assaulted by any Oregon State fans, were you? Uh, no, I wasn't, but you're right. They're very vocal, and San Diego State fans are, are very vocal as well. And it's This isn't a situation where, like, if you add USC and UCLA, you know you're getting the SoCal market. Right. Done San Diego State, you add them, you're adding the San Diego market. Like, right. you're not adding, you know, all of SoCal isn't, like, pumped about San Diego State. It's just not how it works. And you know what? People in Texas don't care about Southern Methodist either. SMU in San Diego State is the proverbial fart in a hurricane. Yeah, I don't – SMU to me, I don't, I don't get that addition at all. It makes no sense. The only reason you would add SMU is because you just you want to get back to 12 because they're right. not making money or anything like that. All right, can Pac-12, uh, Andrew Bleo says, can Andrew, uh, Pac-12 leadership mess this up any worse from Larry to George? It's been so bad. But I, I'm telling you, man, I got I to gotta blame the presidents on this one right here. A, uh, it, it, They're the ones that empower these guys. They're the ones that, uh, again, that have Kliakoff there um, as opposed to, um, you know, a Kliakoff is Kliakoff clearly in over his head. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But it's these presidents like Michael Crow that are empowering these people. Remember, this all started because the presidents let USC play them and voted down expansion. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and right. it had to be voted yes on expansion. And that's a presidential vote. That's not the commission or anything. Had they voted yes, 
we're not even close to being in this situation now. This is the Pac-12, not the current presidents, because a lot of them are gone, but that board, that that you know, resume or whatever, they're the ones who put the Pac-12 in this in this issue with Larry Scott. We're going to talk about how there's been no actual media deal here in a second. But first, let's pay the bills here. BetMGM. All right. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now, well, actually, before that, sheer. Do you have any good bets? I'm going to go with Arizona to go over uh, football wins and whatever it is in basketball. I'm going over as well. What say you, Jason Shear, if you're betting on BetMGM? Yeah, that four and a half wins uh, is is wild to me. I'm, I'm betting over on that every day. And on that note, let's hear Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Claimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Oh, we got a cool announcement right here. Andre Veras, sure you owe me a subscription. Another one I brought over here. Yo, Mike and Jason, our baby arrived this morning. She's sleeping through your interview. Congratulations, my guy. This means that Sheer also has to be nicer next time he sees you. He's got to be more open. We This new Sheer in public, we need to be more open with. Shelby's laughing because we met Andre Veras uh, together. Congratulations, Andre. That's awesome. Shelby says congrats, too. She's got a big smile on her face. She says, Veras is a man. She's suggesting Mike babysit whenever you need it. Mike's great around babies. I will not babysit, but you know what? I will wish you well. All right, let's talk about Arizona basketball. We'll get back to realignment. Kylan Boswell made the U19 team. This is a big deal. Kylan Boswell, I believe, as the season gets closer, I'm of the opinion that Kylan Boswell needs to be the best player on this Arizona team. I'm glad that he made it. I'm also a little surprised that this guy, Cody Williams, who Jason Shearer is not a fan of, made the U19 team. I don't get it, Shearer. I thought he wasn't Arizona good. I love the fact that you say this and completely ignore that Tad Boyle's the head coach of this team. Don't hate Sean, player. I'm trying to remember. Didn't Sean Miller cut someone? He he cut TJ Leaf. That's what it was. During and then the TJ Leaf decommitted. Yes, he cut TJ Leaf, which was a ballsy move. Um, yeah, look, Cody's not bad. I didn't say Cody was bad, but Tad Boyle's not cutting Cody Williams. Um, on Boswell, it, it's a big deal. I mean, there are some is. pretty good guards on, on that team, and um, it, it, it's a good opportunity. I know some people are worried and, and feel like because of the new roster, he should be back in Tucson, but he will be back in on the international trip, which is when that bonding and playing together and all that is going to happen. To me, it's it's a big win for Boswell. It's a huge win for Boswell, and physically, he's ready to do this. The weird thing about him is, yes, I know that he's only 18 now, but he's got the body of somebody that's 27, 28 years old. He's naturally a thick dude. Now, uh, Boswell is going to average 13. Uh, Andrew Blayo says, uh, Boswell is going to average 13 a game, and the national media will start talking about him. Just watch. I am going to say that he's going to average a little more than that. I am going 14 and a half points, five and a half rebounds, Jason, or five and a half assists, Jason. Sure. 
I'm just glad that someone said he's going to be averaging 13 because that is a very realistic, solid number as opposed to, yeah, he's going to average 28 and five while shooting 60%. I think 13 or 14 points is probably where it's at. Um, I would be pretty surprised if he averaged less. I wouldn't be very surprised if he averaged more. If he averages less than 13, I, I think it's an issue. Okay, now look at this. Uh, Jervis Williams, our guy Jervis Williams. Um, he says, but Kylan is going to start next year. You're making fun. You're doing a silly right there because we know that he's going to start. Or uh, Rodrigo Diaz VVR, uh, how much will he average against Princeton? You're an ASU fan, dude. We at least get to talk about the NCAA tournament around here. Buzz off. But we appreciate you watching. Um, back the A, Derek Pivko entering the uh, conversation right now. Also, we also got great news here. Guess who also is a finalist for possibly the U19 games? Jason Shear. Who? Come on. Come on. Billy B. Billy B, baby. Philly B. Serbia. Yeah. Now, what? Philly B coming home, that? man. I'm telling you, dude. What happens if, like, he plays for Serbia and he averages, like, 20 points a game? Well, at that point, you got to play him. All or it's a real condemnation. Oh, no, I'm not going there. Um, I know, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, Philly B. Though we're all in on Philly B. Do you have any insight? Can Philly B make this squad? Uh, I have to reach out to my Serbian contacts. I have no order. Serbian contacts. That's all right though. Um, but now that this roster's set, we've got. Uh, I believe now that this is a, I was talking about this earlier in the week. I believe it's a sweet 16 or bust. After that, everything uh, is good. I believe this team should be able to get to the second weekend. I believe it checks off all the boxes as far as toughness, ball handling, shooting. You got some of the, uh, you got some issues out of here. I'm all in on, I believe sweet 16 or bust, Jason Shear. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think that it has a high floor and a high ceiling. And, and I, I think that, this team is probably going to start the season better than people think, which is what a Tommy Lloyd team does where it goes into a Maui or whatever. And no one's really thinking they win. And then they just beat the crap out of everyone. Like, like last year, pretty much. Right. I think that probably happens again. You hit some rough spots uh, throughout the season when, you know, you hit the walls with the younger players and all that. But um, you know, it, it's like when, when I say high ceiling, like if the Caleb love experiment goes well, Arizona is a much better team. First of all, first of all, that is terrible phrasing right there. The experiment indicates that this is a shot in the dark right there. Jason Shearer, I'll let you, I will let you take back that leading uh, uh, premise. The, right the Caleb Love addition. If it goes well, then obviously the ceiling is much higher because he's got talent. If Morauskas comes in and there's no growing pains or little growing pains, Arizona is better because of it. But there's also the flip side. But, you know, if, if things go well for Arizona, it, it has the potential to be a very good basketball team. And honestly, when you look around the country, we talked about this. We'll look. I mean, Kansas is generally viewed as the preseason number one right now. I personally think Duke has a better roster, but I get the questions because of uh, John Shire, second-year coach. But if you just look at Kansas's roster where you've got uh, – you, while you look it up, I've got it memorized here. Dewan Harris – uh, KJ Adams, uh, McCooler, um, uh, the, the the big white guy from the Big Ten, uh, uh, Dickinson. <laughs> that doesn't. I, I like Arizona against that team. I think Arizona. I mean, I I don't look at rosters and go that's that team's winning at all. Like right. Kansas to me is is a very solid roster. 
I think if everything, like I talked about everything going well for Arizona, if everything goes well for Duke, I think that's probably the best roster in America. Yeah. And we're going to find out very early about that, though. And let's talk about those matchups there a little bit. Going into Cameron Indoor Stadium right there is going to be a treat. First of all, up front, you're going to need big games out of the peaks. The two starting peaks right there. Umar Ballo has got to be a leader of men against Filipkowski. And um, obviously, Kashad Johnson needs to make his. uh, I think that game's going to be decided in the front court here. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be fun as heck. (laughs) it's, It's just... There's so there's a lot of fun games like, you know, and, and it's funny because someone close to the program said we're going to get this weeks ago, weeks ago. Uh, they said we're going to get this right and then we're going to go and beat Michigan State and everyone's going to realize all along like what our plan was. Basically, it was a lot less clean than that. But right. basically, I mean, like they like this roster, the coaching staff legit. This is it's not blowing smoke. The coaching staff really likes this. Roster. This is the second best roster he's had. Yes, because when you look at a guy like, um, you know, Kyle Filipowski, like you mentioned, I'll take Kashad Johnson defensively on him. Right. I'm and fine. he's he's not an overwhelming – nobody – think about Duke, and again, it's very good talent across the board, but I don't look at any position with Duke and say, man, Arizona's got no chance at that position. That's where I'm at with Arizona. Yeah, like I don't look at the Arizona roster and say, man, that's this is where they lost that game. Like right. shooting guard, forget it. They just they have no chance there. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just the way it is. Oh, by the way, real quick, also, since we're talking about the four peaks, four peaks right here. Now, here's the deal. Four peaks, check out four peaks brew or four peaks pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink four peaks. Please drink responsibly. And Dylan Anderson. We already got a Dylan Anderson question in here. Derek Pivko's being silly. He says, did Dylan not make the under-19 team? You want to know why Dylan didn't make the under-19 team? Because he's 19. That's why he didn't make it here. Unbelievable the disrespect Dylan gets. Oh, but you, you, you've you been a perpetrator of this from the beginning of those year. Uh, I like Dylan. I don't, I don't think he's that good of a player, but I like him. All right. Now, all right. You're lost then. All right. Now, let's talk about Paul Yem. I am generally a little skeptical. I'm like Rich Carrillo. I am a little uh, skeptical generally of the instant impact of the international player. Um, I think Polly M is going to be that seventh dude, though. I do believe that Polly M will come in, and I think that he will – he's going to play on the perimeter, I think, or at least he's going to be kind of a combo. He's going to shoot some threes. I think he gets about 12 to 15 minutes per game. Uh, I think Polly M competes for more than that. I would wow. say 15 to 20 range. 15 to 20 range right there. Now, do you think he's going to be strictly on the perimeter? No, not at all. All right. You think, he's going to be, you think he's going to be waging war down low? Pauly? Yeah. I think he gets his minutes at the three and the four, mostly at the four. All right. A lot I, think of these- he's in a, I think he's in a competition with Henry. Like, if, if Henry doesn't play well, he's losing minutes to Pauly. Done deal. Like I, I think that's to me, that's the competition we're looking for. By the way, I love how Polly we agree that Polly M is the name, correct? We got Philly yeah, B and Polly yeah, M. Philly B, Polly M, Dylan A. Dilly A. Dilly A. Umi, Umi B. <laughs> right. we, we, we got a lot of difference. Oh, I saw Umar Bello. I meant to say this. I saw Umar Bello last week at my favorite Jamaican restaurant in Fort Lowell. Check it out. You might see him right there. Um, now, uh, Polly M. Now, but people do need people I've seen on your board. People are uh, saying that they're like, you know, could this be the second coming of a uh, Lori Markinen? No, we're not going there. 
Um, well, it's Larry Markin was a top ten pick. Yeah, it's not even a good comparison. They don't they don't play alike at all. Right. Paulie is Paulie is a. I think he's he's more physical than people probably think. He's not as smooth as I mean, Lori was smooth. Like right. it was like he played like a guard. Um, Paulie just doesn't play like like Lowry did. But right. I mean, okay. I, I think I think Morowski is, is more ready than Henry was at this. But international prospects, you don't know. You just don't right. know until you see him play. Like I could tell you and sit here and say, yeah, I think Morowski is going to play 15 minutes, but. When the going gets tough, we don't know. Like with Henry, he really struggled mentally. That was his biggest struggle was, okay, I'm not dominating competition anymore. And then all of a sudden, he's just checked out because he's struggling and you've lost him for the year. Like we yeah, just can't that's going to happen. Well, I think Henry is vital to the front court because Henry to me is the only player that can really provide a re- – and again, I haven't seen Mount Crevis, um, but Henry, to me, is the only guy that has a real shot-blocking prowess to him or a shot-altering prom- prop because you can tell it kind of comes naturally to him. He can swat shots here and there. Um, I would really, really like to see him take the bull by the horn there and become an 18 to 20-minute-per-game guy this year. Yeah, and that's, that's like what, one of the things I was talking about earlier. If, if Henry all of a sudden reaches that next step and becomes the player that a lot of us thought he would be, like this is a guy that not many national people or even local people are really counting on very much because he didn't have a good year. Well, all of a sudden, if he's playing 20 minutes, he's a mismatch issue. Like right. there's not a lot, like if he's playing well, you know, he's too, too, uh, his ability to stretch the floor is tough for a lot of centers. He's too big for a lot of opposing fours. Like Arizona, all of a sudden the flexibility they have with their lineup, if he's playing well, poses major mismatches for opposing teams. Here's the power of sheer and the hype machine right here. Cosmic Contrary and our guy. D. Anderson will be a good player at GCU when he transfers. Jerk. And Vasar will be very improved. Sheer, I blame all of I blame that for you. You've poisoned the well for Arizona basketball fans. Uh, uh Dylan, I'm I'm I'll just say this. I don't, I'm not, I don't do the transfer thing, but I'm really curious to see Dylan's trajectory. Like he stayed this season. I don't think he's gonna play very much. We've both said that we think Dylan should redshirt, but is he willing? Like patience this year has to be patience next year. In other words, if you're going to be oh, I like patient, that. This year, I like that. But if you're going to be patient this year just to leave, it makes no sense. Like you're basically to me coming back. It should have been like a, a two-year mental agreement. Like I'll come back. I may not play very much, but my junior year, whatever it, it may be, I'm going to play. Right. All right. Now we're going to talk a little recruiting and we're going to move back there. We're going to be up at the section seven this coming week. A little bummed. One player does not going to be there, but it does sound like uh, Carter Bryant will be there. We're obviously going to be watching Carter. What I would like to see from Carter and then um, uh, I don't, I'd like to see from Carter. And then we're going to talk about some of the other players Arizona is going to be looking at is just to be more assertive. He's such a good player. He can do everything out there. He lets the game come to he lets the game come to him. I'd like to see him kind of well, I'll just use that term again. Take the bull by the horn right there up at section seven with us watching and Bruce Pasco. Yeah, I'm uh I'm excited. I, you know, Carter Bryan is it's a very different situation for him. You know, since Centennial is a, a much higher level team than he's used to. He's gonna be playing in the top division at section seven. We know how he played in Phoenix, EYBL, when we saw him. I would love for Carter Bryant to, and it's a relatively new team, so you never know. Um, but I would love for him to come in and be 
not even dominant, just look really good. You know, just just have a, a strong weekend. We had his father on the show earlier in the week while you were out of town. And uh, Desha- I asked Deshaun about him, his father, or, and I said, um, you know, what's 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 your guys' plan as far as the NBA? And, you know, a lot of times they give a canned answer where you can just basically tell that it's like, well, we all, you know, we just want to get him out the door and get into the NBA. I thought it was very honest, though, when he said, you know, um, he said, we don't really have a plan on this one. He said, we've essentially, we've gone this far in life. If he needs to stay a year or two more, or whatever the case may be, I could see Carter Bryant being a two-year guy. I really could. Now, I'm not I saying that, Carter, I decide, but I, I could see that. I don't think Carter's one and done. I mean, right. I, we've seen guys leave after their first year that have no business leaving after their first year. But um, in terms of the quality of a player and just the mentality of the people around him, I don't see him being a one and done. Uh, Deshaun knows what he's doing. He, he's been here before. He's around. Yeah, he's had family that have been in before. He's not going to screw up Carter's career just in a rush to to get out of college. And, and Carter loves Arizona. And cool. so um, it, it's it, to me, it's what is the best move? And if the best move is coming back from a sophomore year, I think they do it. I, I don't think it's going to be a let's – go to Arizona for one year and get out of here type of situation. I, I think he and Carter, I think he and Jamari Phillips, honestly, by the way, kudos to 24 seven, finally stepping up to the plate right now and giving the respect on Jamari Phillips name that he deserves. Jason Shear. he's, but you have still, you're still lacking here a little bit. He should be higher than 17. He should be 16. So he gets that fifth star. Yeah. And I mean, part of that is this class hole isn't great. Normally he would be a five star. Um, I don't know what he has to do to be a five-star. We'll find out. Um, but I mean, whatever. We, we all right, it's all right. You know what? We'll take we'll we'll take him either we'll take him either way right there. And two but two four seven TLN said they did disrespect KJ Lewis. KJ Lewis on campus, by the way. I saw KJ Lewis yesterday. I will say this. I know you're not a big fan of KJ Lewis. You put him right in with the Dylan Anderson uh, mold. Um, but KJ Lewis definitely looks the part. I will I will tell you that just seeing him walk around, seeing him move around, KJ Lewis looks the way that a starting shooting guard at a high level school is supposed to look. Just saying that. Oh, physically he looks the part. I mean, he he's a man out there. I just I have questions about his game. And uh we're gonna find out. Like I'm not gonna sit here and diss him. I, I'm more skeptical Thanks. on him versus others, but I right. know I hope he's great, obviously. All right. Tony Clifton being mean, where's the photo, Mike? I don't take photos of everybody, just Dylan Anderson that one time. And I learned my lesson right there. I do believe Cosmic Contreras, Kyer 2.0, what I believe that his career progression needs to be like, what he needs to look at is Jalen Clark. Kind of doesn't play a ton as a freshman, moves into the rotation as a sophomore, becomes a starter and an impact player as a junior. That's what I would like to see uh, K.J. Lewis uh, uh, be. I, I believe he has higher upside than uh, Justin Kyer. Uh, yeah, I think he has definitely has higher upside than, than Justin Kyer. Kyer kind of was what he was throughout his career. Um, you know, I, I don't see Lewis playing much as a freshman. Uh, you know, to me, that's more of a sign that something probably went wrong, not because of Lewis, just because of what the, the depth charted roster looks like. Play some sophomore year, and by junior year, he's pushing to start. I think that's the ideal curve for his career. But again, in this day and age of transfer port and all that, he has to stay patient with the process. Speaking of sensation with the, uh, uh, speaking of uh, my call, yeah, Udifo, you did. I'm telling you, man, that's why you got to hop in here more. By the way, open invitation to come on the show. Um, by the way, uh, Circle K, Sheer, 
We had somebody tag me in a, a post today right. in Ireland, Circle K. That's how big the Circle K Back the A movement is. They have expanded into Ireland because of the AZ Wildcats podcast, obviously. Now, Sheer, be honest. When was the last time you've been to Circle K? It's been a little bit because I was on vacation, but there were Circle Ks in Seattle. Now, did you look Did you look at them like the meme with the guy behind the tree in the yellow suit? <laughs> I was just very anxious to get back so I could go to Circle K. All right, now, here we go. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and buy get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Come on, man. Who doesn't like Polar Pops? I know nobody that doesn't like Polar Pops. CircleK.com slash store locator to find Circle Ks near you. And tap and bottle. Tap and bottle watch parties. All right. We're going to have these here coming up uh, for football and for basketball for all the way games. You know the drill. Head downtown. Again, I can't tell this enough. Scott and Rebecca, these are the people you need to support. These are salt of the earth people. They're local. They're taking over Tucson and that is a good thing for Tucson and that's the reason that Tucson one of the reasons Tucson's a much cooler city than Phoenix check it out tap and bottle or the northwest side by the way as uh, uh, sheer you did say as you were texting driving home that Phoenix sucks you did say this well they're redoing the freeway it's a disaster FYI if you're going up to section seven good luck it's a disaster and yeah Phoenix just like we were driving through this part and it just sucks all right, now we got to talk about other recruits at Section 7. One guy that I really like that I was keyed into by somebody who knows more about uh, stuff than I do is um, uh, uh, Braden Burries. 2025 point guard out of California. He's got an ASU offer, but <laughs> what does that mean? Um, I believe he's got a UConn offer as well. I would like to see Arizona offer this kid. I think that he is a – I think he's a pretty surefire – Good. I don't know what how what his upside is, but I do believe that he would be a nice little bridge between, say, Jaden Bradley and when Jason Gardner Jr. theoretically would get here. Yeah, to me, he's more of a shooting guard. He he blew up yesterday. So yesterday was the first day that you could call 2025 players. And Washington, Cal, UCLA, and St. John's uh, all offered him yesterday. So he's clearly uh, and and With I would Pacino, expect. Huh? Your boy. I would expect him to get more offers. He's an interesting player because he's a little... He's got an odd basketball body. Yeah, he has an odd basketball body, but at the end of the day, he can really score. Uh, he's friends with Carter Bryant. I think if Arizona offered him, they'd be right there for him. Maybe that's one of the reasons why they haven't offered him yet, um, just because of the way they work. But um, yeah, he's a guy where I, I definitely will have my eye on him uh, coming next weekend. All right, who else are we looking at right now? I mean, there's there's a lot of dudes. Like, there's there's a lot of talent in that 2025 class in Southern California, and they're pretty much all going to be in Phoenix. Um, Dallas, Washington is a forward uh, 2025 out of Santa Margarita, I believe, who's intriguing. Uh, Jay on Pitt, 2025. He actually goes to, uh, um, oh, man, Dream Christian. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Dream Christian, yeah. yeah. Uh, long, long athletic. He's a guy that's blowing up. He plays with AZ Unity with Cam Holmes. Cam Holmes is another guy. That's, that's where be I was going next. There. Cam Holmes. Yeah. At, Cam Holmes is the player that I think a lot. I get a lot of fans or a lot of fans. <laughs> Look at me. You know, a subtle brag right there. I get people that uh, do ask me from time to time, who in state should I really look at outside of Coa Pete? Um, and Coa Pete, no duh. Now, I am surprised you like Coa Pete. 
because he goes to Gilbert Perry. Generally, with Dylan Anderson and Cody Williams, you don't like those guys. I like Killer Pete. I love Gilbert Perry. Gilbert Perry for life. All right, so so he is able to transcend the dislike for Gilbert Perry, and you're like, all right, I like him. Uh, there's one, uh, without dissing my fellow co-workers, there's one write-up out there I still love. You're, on your next show, when I'm not on there, read the, the co Pete write-up. You know I will, yeah, yeah. I will, no, don't worry, I got you. I got you right there. Um, And by co-worker, he's not talking about K- uh, Cody James Martin. No, um, a fellow website on the network. Yeah. He's, look, the, and there, there is part of it where, like, if you look at co Pete, like, he's gained weight in a good way. Like, he is a large man, right? Mm-hmm. And so you do wonder physically – how that translates to the next level. Cause in high school, he's just too big and strong for all these kids in Arizona. I mean, there's the no thing one about in- it too is that he goes and he dominates at national competitions. That's something when you're holding your own against the boozer brothers. Yes. It's good. Well, also I, mean, I believe that might actually be a, a matchup this weekend. Cause the boozers are here. The boozers are here. I'm very excited to see this. Those are you going are you gonna be up there Friday? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I will be up there Friday as well. Um, what time are you? What time are you leaving? Uh, I don't know. All right, well, we'll figure that out. I got your phone number. All right, but Cam Holmes, though, this is an easy, easy offer right here. Um, again, I'm a big fan of guys that come from good lineage, right there. He obviously does that, but Holmes, Holmes is also just scratching the surface. When you look at him, he's got a great basketball body. He's got he understands what he can and he can't do. He can fit. I mean, he's a great he's a great finisher already. I'm very excited to see where he because he feels kind of like a top 25 to 30 national player here. Yeah, he's one of these guys. He's solid right now, but then you watch him go. Oh, yeah, this kid's pretty good, and then you realize he's 2026, and you're like, oh crap, because right. he's better than he was last year, and he's going in the right direction. And by the time that he's a senior and ready to go to college, he's going to be awesome. He can shoot it. He could handle it. He has to get better at the things like rebounding and defense, but that'll come with time. I, I like him a lot. To me, he, he's a no-brainer offer, and I think you're going to see him get a lot more offers in the next year or so. Do you think Cody Williams was the uh, was what spurred Tommy Lloyd to start offering kids earlier? I don't know. I mean, it, it's I, I, I could see why you're making that argument. I don't know. You agree with me. You just don't want to admit it. I don't know if we have the true answer for that. Uh, you know, I, I think it, it could also just be him expanding the field of, of players, right? Because we've seen him. Sure, he did. He, sure, he did say though. Uh, but he did say before that he doesn't believe in offering kids early. That you know the Arizona offer means a lot. He did say that. Sure, he did. But if you're good, you're good. Like Elijah Williams is good. Why are we waiting? Cameron Holmes is good. Why are we waiting? You know, it's just it's that. Like I, I think Tommy finally realized. Like why why are we waiting? If I like a kid, what's the difference if I like him now or in a year? Yeah, we're going to get to that when it comes to Sal Point here in a, uh, in a few minutes right here. But, yes, Cam Holmes, who else Who uh, Who else? else is on Arizona's radar? Who should we be looking at? Uh, let me pull up my list, Mike. There's a lot of guys. Uh, you know, it, it's – I'm going to pull up my list just for you. Giovanni Rush – or Giovanni Ruff, Elsie Harrington, two guys I get a lot of questions about. I like both of them. Oh, I like Ruff more, though. You forgot. There's an obvious one. Tunde. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, they're I don't they're all in on him, dude. What's that? They would take his commitment right now. He, but he he didn't. He, he struggled last month, though. He absolutely struggled, and then the next EYBL that he had, he averaged like twenty points again. All right. Well, well there you go. They, six, they eight, he's a massive dude. He's six six two twenty. He's a big dude at that age. Uh, Jeremiah Fears, 
is another one. I, he's not going to be at section seven, but he's their point guard offer for 2025. Um, it, I mean, it, it, there's Jasper Johnson is another guy, but if we're, are we, are you asking me for section seven people? Mm-hmm. Koa, LZ Harrington, Giovanni Ruff, Burries, Dallas, Washington. Uh, there's a kid on real Salt Lake Academy named JJ Mandiquit, who's right. awesome. I, don't I know. like, I like Giovanni Ruff a great deal. Um, kid out of a Long Beach Poly, I believe, six foot four, top twenty kid by twenty four seven. He's a guy that you offer, and you would take his commitment. Yeah, and what's funny, like I like him a lot. Um, his shooting motion, I have a feeling, is one of the reasons why he doesn't have more offers. He has that that like almost like a the Lonzo it, Ball shooting. It's like a that. weird. It's not even a hitch. It's a yeah. It's a weird motion, and yeah. you wonder if a college coach is going to have to change it because it's super low. It goes in, but that might not work in college. But I do like this, though, because it makes my life a lot easier because there's actual prospects to look at now as opposed to last year when we were up there and we had, like, three names, and uh, we were having to basically come up with players. Remember that guy from – was it New York or Washington that I uh, that I put out there? Um, because Tommy Lloyd uh, was his – who was that? It was some big kid, right? It was a big kid. He was like 6'9", 250, big kid. Yeah, yeah I don't remember who you're talking I about. I tried to will that to happen, and it didn't happen. That's, uh, that's where you know, we got to hang out with Bruce because there's less watching and more more bruising. Uh, that, more bruising. We're turning that into a verb, bruising. Um, now, so, again, but Arizona gets – Arizona, like I said, on the uh, recruiting front, I expect 2024 to be a massive uh, recruiting uh, cycle. You already got two kids in there, two five-stars. Um, all right. When it comes to international players, five of a kind media says there's going to be two in every class. I believe that's just the way I am. And it's hard to say right now that they're going, you're going to be able to, who you're going to be able to get because these guys are generally late. Uh, late. You, you find out about them, but you find out about them late. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you one international guy, Arizona sure. wants Ruben Pratt. <laughs> that's, 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 but everybody does. Right. Everyone wants Ruben Prey. He's a teammate of my guy, Conrad, who Mike hates. But, you know, look, if Conrad helps with Ruben Prey, you would take Conrad every day of the week, right? Well, so who does Philly B help us with? I don't know. There's, there's got to be a connection. <laughs> Philly B helps you win. When right. Philly B, when Philly B drops 20 for Serbia, you'll see. I would, can you stream those games? Oh, yeah. I've got to think they're, yeah. I I, I'm, well, all right. We got to find that out. We're gonna put Philly B's schedule out. We're there. gonna have a live Serbia viewing party, dude. Can you imagine? <laughs> and an emergency live stream afterwards. Tap and bottle Serbia basketball. <laughs> yeah, Serbian basketball, baby. All right. Now, speaking of somebody that gets it, we're gonna what? Uh, we're gonna talk about a little bit about uh, Jed Fish here in a second. But first, illegal Pete's. Rich Carrillo mentioned illegal Pete's. Get these guys in there and get them a little bulked up. Kick off your week with Margarita Monday at Illegal Pete's. Exclusive to Arizona locations. $3 margs all day, every Monday. Nothing brightens up Monday uh, mood more than soaking up the sun with a few margaritas. And don't forget about Taco Tuesdays. $2 tacos all day, every day, uh, Tuesday. Enjoy your favorite chicken, pork, and veggie tacos for just 2 bucks. So swing by and start your Saturday or your day, uh, your week off the right way at Illegal Pete's. All right. Football. Sal Point. We had Eric Rogers on yesterday, the head of South Point. Uh, by the way, South Point has, uh, uh, and I believe the Arizona Republic just put this out. South Point has the best defensive line in the state. 
I've never seen that in my entire time uh, covering a Tucson team having the best D-line in the state. And guess what? It is the best D-line in the state. you got Elijah Rushing. You've got uh, uh, Keona Wilhite. You've also got uh, Luis Cordova, which who has an Arizona offer, but it's not a committable one, so it doesn't really count. Then you got a freshman that was just offered as well. Um, you've got four or five kids that are going to play Division One football on the defensive line at South Point. That is awesome, Sheer. And – Chet Fish is recruiting them accordingly. I like this. Yeah, I mean, we know how good these guys are, but I think the bigger story is Arizona knows how good these guys are, right? And 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 that sounds funny, but we we both know the the previous coaching staff was way behind. I mean, Will Heights on campus this weekend, taking mm-hmm. his official visit. They're going to pull out all the stops. It's obviously not easy. You know, UCLA, Washington, others aren't involved. You know, you kind of want to get as much momentum now as you can because he's he feels like a, a national recruit waiting to happen. I get full um, credit for him, correct? Because I've been telling you about it for many years. Him, you were on him very early. Very early. Uh, you got rushing. You got – I mean, they're offering 2026 kids. You know, Desmond, Desmond Roebuck out of Marana, they've already offered as well. He was on um, campus this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they know what they're doing. If you are local, Marana, Tucson, and you're good enough to play, they're not waiting. They're offering you. They're recruiting you aggressively. And see, that's and that to me is the key. When you're at Arizona, this this is not a uh, uh, this isn't a news flash. When you're at Arizona, it's not the easiest school in the conference to recruit at. It's just just is what it is. So when you get Division One players in Tucson, you recruit them and you show up at the schools that matter. It's not. I mean, and I was talking with a I was talking with a coach off record, and he told me honestly, he's like, we could have seven, eight D one kids on this roster. Uh, you know. Oh, not necessarily playing, but currently at Sal Point. You've got that kind of potential right there. You go there. You don't say, well, you know, we showed up in the helicopter. I sent uh, DeMarco Murray out in his skinny jeans to hang out with them for the day. You don't do that. You show up there and you make it a priority, and Chet Fish is doing this. I like it. Here's here's my thing. If you take a local kid and he's not that great, what's the downside? Right? Right. You took a a local kid. Everyone's going to love him because he's local. And maybe it even helps you with that school a few years down the road. Right. But you don't ignore it. Like, even if you don't think you're getting Bijan Robinson, you should have a guy there. Like, what's the drive from South Point to the U of A? About seven minutes. Right. Have a guy there literally as much as possible. Even if it's a 10-minute drop-in. Right. Hey, Bijan, we want you, blah, blah, blah. And then you leave. Right, because it, what's it, it? It takes no time, and 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 Jed Fish, it, it's a lot more than ten minutes. They're a lot more aggressive than that. But it's like, you know, what Will Height has it's been not doing a lot more than ten minutes. Oh no, no, oh, no, I thought you were talking about the distance. No. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. But like, Will Height has been at how many Arizona practices? Right, rushing too. Like, you have an open invite. You want to come to Arizona? We're dropping what we're doing, and we're making ourselves right. available. And, and the previous staff just didn't even consider that. Well, yeah. And the thing about it, by the way, did you see those Will Height uh, highlights that they put out from the uh, Arizona camp? Looked very, I very did. good, Sheer. I did. All right. My guy right there. We like this a lot. Um, now, I think there's going to be a flood of commitments here uh, or, uh, with Arizona football. One thing I'm going to tell people is this. A lot of the – almost all these kids are going to be three-star kids. But you've got to remember, too – that this staff at this point, I think, has such 
how do I put this? Such uh, credibility when it comes to evaluating kids. I mean, you just look up and down this roster of guys who are two or three star kids that are good that should have been better than that. And so when I see who they're offering and if they're three stars and they're big, cool, man. I trust the uh, staff's judgment. And generally, these kids, even if they're low three stars, they've got an offer from an Oklahoma State. They've got an offer from a UCLA, something like that. It's not Tulane and St. Mary's or whatever. Well, that's the biggest thing to me is when you when you look at a three-star, don't look at the fact that he's a three-star. Look at his other offers. And there's going to be exceptions. Like, I know Matthew Lotto, the offensive lineman out of Apollo, he's, he's coming to Arizona, right? His other two are Colorado State and Utah State. But Arizona loves him, and he's in-state, so it's probably a little bit different. But when you look at, like, the three-star guys, like Arizona offered Caden Butler, 2025 kid, whatever. But he's already got, like, an Oklahoma State offer, right. a Kansas offer, or this, right? That's what you look at. Look at the offers. If you're going against, you know, uh, Alabama State and, you know, UTSA, there, there's an issue, right? Right. Now, if you're going against a, if you're recruiting a three star and they have other Pac-12 offers, whatever, right? It's uh, you know, it's I don't care that they're a three star. I know that other Power Five schools want them too. Yeah, and BCAT I think puts it well. He says the coaches have a high evaluation skill, and I think that's the best way to put it right there. But you know what also helps is that they have an entire staff worth of people that actually recruit. And they have a staff worth of people that actually evaluate, which is a departure right there. It's not just three people right there. It's an entire staff. And that, to me, is where it makes it a massive difference here. And credit to, to Jed and credit to Dave Hickey for, for giving Jed what he wants. And, and Jed has basically gotten everything he wants. They have a director of player personnel. They got recruiting guys. They got a recruiting strategy guy. They Their recruit recruiting department is as big. No, it's bigger than this school has ever seen, and it's not even close. And Jed has asked for it, and Jed has been given it. All right, so who do we ultimately credit for that again, though, Sheer? I didn't get that. Uh, President Robbins. No, Dave Dave, Dave, and the football staff uh, love each other. Jed loves Dave. Dave gives everything that Jed needs. Dave is there for it. All if, right. If, if Jed leaves Arizona, it won't be because he didn't get something. I'll just say it at that. All right. That's what we like right here. All you Dave haters out there, you just heard it right there from the biggest naysayer of all. Dave, you're the man. All right. Rich Carrillo, Sheer, Mike. The Cats defense will obviously be better. Well, it can't be worse. Um, in 2023, how many points per game do you think the defense will surrender? I feel 28 is the cutoff to win six to seven games. I'm with that. If Arizona can give up 24 to 28 points, I believe Arizona can win seven games. That's I, I think that's a good line right there. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say what I've been saying. All Arizona needs is an average defense. Right. I don't expect it to be good. I don't need it to be good. Average defense in Arizona is making a bull game. All right. Now, one thing, too, that's not average is Saturday Neon. Now, you might see that A behind me right there amongst a myriad of A's. Um, I got that from Saturday Neon. Go to SaturdayNeon.com and use code PHNX for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over $200. Keep in mind, too, you're also supporting cool people. This company was started by two friends and former college roommates who officially make collegiate logo LED neon signs. All right. I'm going to, uh, well, no, I'm not doing it this weekend. But next weekend, we're going to be up in Phoenix right there. Sheer and I are going up Friday. Um, Sheer, before we sign off, where can they find you? Uh, wildcatauthority.com, uh, at Jason Shear on Twitter, and then the Wildcat Scoop podcast with my lovely wife, Shelby. 
All right. By the way, the San Diego State, uh, this means nothing for Arizona. Absolutely nothing. It's fake news when it comes to Arizona. Yeah, it means nothing. It's fun to talk about, but it means nothing. That's what we like. It's filler, but it means nothing right there. We just admitted that we talked 10 minutes about nothing. But that's what we do in the offseason. As always, appreciate all of you guys hopping in right here. We will be back with you Monday working on Jack Murphy, a a, a leader of the Back the A movement behind the scenes for this coming week. For uh, for Jason Shear, happy Father's Day, by the way, Shear. Thank you, Mike. Send your dad the best, too. All right, you got it. Back the A, baby. We'll be back with you on Monday. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.